All right, we have uh, Rick Jimenez, uh, guitar player and vocalist of uh, New York's Extinction AD, on the phone. You're also a member of This Is Hell, correct? Yeah, yeah. Been playing with This Is Hell as well since um, oof, 2004. And uh, both bands are still, uh, well, obviously Extinction AD is the, the band that you're focusing on, but This Is Hell is still a thing, right? Yeah, we never officially broke up. There's really, we never felt any reason or need to break up, even when we just stopped playing for a while. And that left the door open to always, you know, come back to it whenever we feel like it, whenever it seems like it would be fun. Yeah, at your own pace. Yep, yep. And uh, you guys have a, a brand new EP out called Chaos, Collusion, Carnage, and Propaganda. Yeah, yeah, we wrote that EP throughout the pandemic. You know, we started recording a record March of 2020, and we did two days in the studio um, after a tour got canceled after the first day. We said, screw it, we'll go into the studio and start our record, and that got shut down because of the pandemic also. So we were just sitting on our asses for months and months and months, and then we said, hey, you know what, we can't even get together and practice. Let's write some songs remotely. So we wrote some songs remotely and recorded them remotely. And then uh, I guess, you know, the pandemic hasn't ended. It's still going on. But, you know, before things really started opening up, we decided to, um, we were going to self-release this EP. But instead we started shopping it around to some labels um, because us and Good Fight had gone our separate ways. And um, we spoke to, ugh, it feels like hundreds of labels until we um, found common ground with Unique Leader and signed a deal with them. And instead of just starting off with the full length that we had started recording well over a year ago, um, everybody came to the decision together. Like, hey, why don't we release this EP first? Said, hey, let's go for it. We have it. And it's clearly a, it appears to be a concept uh, EP. Um. <clears throat> You know what? Not not really. We didn't go into it with any type of concept. It just wound up how it wound up. You know, uh, we have our lyrical themes that overall we tend to focus on. But even on this EP, we kind of tried to go a little less outward and a bit more inward, at least for us. You know, that was something we are always kind of focused on, you know, um, the outside happenings of the world and then our reactions to that where this EP, even if the broad theme might be very outward, it's very, very focused on, you know, how I'm comprehending those things and how I'm processing those things and a bit more of my reactions personally, as opposed to my reactions to the outside world. And uh, you've uh, been on various record labels throughout your career, from uh, Trust Kill to Rise, uh, and now you're uh, uh, on a primarily a brutal death metal label. Um, it's an uh, uh, interesting place to be. Yeah, you know what? So long as a label is willing to put in the work that we're willing to put in, I don't really care what other genres of music that they're releasing. Um, 
On the other hand, especially with Extinction AD, where, you know, we spent so long with Good Fight, and, uh, you know, we loved being with Good Fight. Those are great guys. Those are hardworking guys. But they were from a bit of a different world. You know, they're more in the hardcore world and more in the metalcore world. And, you know, we come from the hardcore world, even though, you know, we're primarily a metal band. Um, but the move to new unique leader, they were very, very much on the same page as us. And they're very much in the same world. I mean, we play with death metal bands all the time. So even if we don't sound like a death metal band, um, we're way more in line with the bands on Unique Leader than we were with the bands on Good Fight to a certain degree. Um, so, you know, it kind of just seems more like a uh, a better fit for us. But on the same token, the same way we stood out on Good Fight, because we don't sound like any of the bands on Good Fight, we kind of stand out being a part of Unique Leader also, because we don't sound like any of the bands on Unique Leader. But um, so long as the work ethic is there and the camaraderie is there, that's all that really matters. And that has absolutely been there with Unique Leader. You know, it's early in our relationship, but um, it's been rad so far. And uh, you're currently on tour, on a North American tour, on somewhat of a mixed bill. Is that right? To a certain extent, yeah. I We've been on bills that have been way more mixed. So... Um, this bill, we all fit under the umbrella of metal. So that in itself is something new for us to <laughs> to a certain degree. But, um, you know, none of these bands sound the same. You can't get any of these bands mixed up, even if we all kind of come from the same pedigree. Um, and we're out with such an amazing package, man. Plague Years, our friends from Detroit, such a cool band. Our new friends from Take Offense uh, from California, dude, that band just shreds. I, I'm so glad we play after them instead of before them every night. Cause, uh, I'm so glad we play before them instead of after them every night because any band that plays after Take Offense, you know, really, really has their work cut out from them. And, uh, you know, of course, Exhorter, legendary band. You know, it's so cool being on tour with, you know, these three other bands that all fall under the metal umbrella but they all sound totally different. You would never, you know, mix any of these bands up. Everybody has a unique style uh, on stage, you know, visually and sonically, and even down to, like, our merchandise. You know, everybody has a very different feel on their T-shirts and, you know, whatever they're selling. So that's always cool. That's always really cool when you get bands that are, you know, the same mindset but have different deliveries that so we all, you know, get along. And, you know, it's been a real good time so far. And is this is your first? Um, it's not really post pandemic. It's um, this is your first tour of the pandemic. Is that right? Yeah. Um, for the most part, we did a little run in September. We did a a few headlining shows. We did a few shows with Plague Years, where we essentially just went out to Full Terror Assault Fest in Illinois and back. So it was about eight days. So I mean. I guess that constitute as a, constitutes as a tour. But as far as, you know, a full loop, you know, we're out for about a month on this tour. You know, we start in New York. We do, you know, we get all the way to the West Coast. You know, we do the um, the South and the Southwest. And we wind up, you know, going all the way to the Northwest. And we wind up finishing up in Denver. So as far as, you know, 
big package and full loop around the country, this is the the first um, big go around since we got since the whole world got sick. <laughs> yeah, I was last weekend. I was I went to uh, it was Testament Exodus and uh, Death Angel in Oakland. And that was a big sold-out show. I imagine uh, you've been packing it in so far. You know, it shows. I I don't want to say it's hit or miss, but it's kind of last month. I feel like September, October, everybody was so excited to go out that everybody, everybody's band hit the road. So I don't know if it's a combination of a little bit of burnout where, you know, fans were going to see two or three shows a week for a month and a half, or the fact that, you know, we were so excited, everybody, the whole world, the whole country was so excited when things opened up that people kind of forgot that there still is sickness going on and people are still getting sick. And so I think sometimes people are a little afraid to, you know, go out to shows as much as they, they were excited about it and didn't give it much thought two months ago, last month. Now they're giving it a little bit more thought. And there's also um, some venues are requiring a uh, vaccine card or a negative test over the last, you know, X amount of hours. And, you know, people have varying feelings towards that. And that's kind of hurt the draw, I believe, on some of the shows. And then some other shows, it's been packed. So uh, it's so hard to say. You know, I, I don't know how other people's brains work. You know, sometimes I think I do. Um, but, you know, I, like I said, I don't want to say that the tour has been hit or miss because for us, every show has been hit. But, um, you know, it hasn't been packed, you know, to the gills every night. But it's been a great show every night. And, you know, that's the most important thing for me. You know, i rather play to, you know, uh, 200 kids that are psyched out of their mind than 500 where nobody gives a shit. Yeah, are most tours set up to where, um, uh, like, you know, obviously there's markets that are bigger than others. Are most tours set up to where you hit the bigger markets on the weekend? Uh, or is it just a matter of, because I know that sometimes routing is weird. Uh, and sometimes routing is weird because of maybe that. Or can you elaborate a little bit on that? Yeah, it's, you know, it's really difficult because you want to cater to the certain markets for the weekend. So you have like a complete home run, but sometimes, you know, if you need to have five, six or seven shows a week, some of these bigger markets are going to wind up having a show on a Monday. Uh, for instance, we were in Chicago, which is, you know, one of the, the best markets um, on a Monday. And, you know, Monday is a shitty day. Tuesday is a shitty day. And you kind of just got to um, roll with the punches. You know, you can't always wind up with, you know, a, a New York City show on a Friday or an L.A. show on a Saturday or, you know, a Chicago show on a Sunday. Um, so it's kind of a, a roll of the dice. You know, I, in my opinion, I always thought it was more important to have the weekend shows in the smaller areas because the bigger areas like New York or Chicago or L.A. or Nashville, you know, there's so many people there that are excited for music as it is. They're, they may be more apt to pack a show on a Wednesday where a place like um, Little Rock or Frederick, Maryland 
might really count on having a show on a weekend to make sure you're getting the, you know, the 200, 300 people there. But I guess that's just, you know, a difference of um, uh, opinion or a difference of um, standard and mindset of the booking agent of the time. That's a good point. It's a very good point. I see you're playing L.A., which is guaranteed to to be packed because the place is so big. You're playing there on a Wednesday, so I can't imagine any particular day of the week would make that much of a difference. Yeah, I would hope not. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, um, thank you for uh, taking the time to talk to us. Um, what is your biggest uh, – we'll look forward to seeing you uh, December 12th at, in Petaluma at the Phoenix Theater. Uh, what is your biggest social stance or concern? Many only have time for one. Uh, the biggest thing, if, if I had to pick one issue, it's race relations. You know, I, I am of mixed race. Um, I grew up in an area where I was a minority of a minority. Um, so I am ultra sensitive towards that. And it's so easy. I think it's very easy for people who are not minorities to kind of not understand how it is living, you know, anywhere, but let me focus specifically on America, what it's like living as a minority human. It is a lot, it, it's different world. And if you don't live that, unless you are inherently an empathetic person, you just can't understand. And I think the judgments that come with that are just, in 2021, I feel like it's the most archaic thing in the world. You know, it hasn't been the 50s in, in what, 70 years? Um, and sometimes I feel like in this country, we've gone backwards with the way that we treat people of uh, other, you know, race, uh, skin color, you know, gender, creed, yada, yada. Um, I think it's crazy. And it's something that uh, we speak about a lot as a band. You know, we speak about often on the new record that we're finishing up now. Um, and especially within music, you know, I always put metal and punk and hardcore under the same overall, you know, umbrella. And I feel like we should be enlightened um, more than mainstream music. And we should know better than, you know, the, the color of your skin or, you know, um, your spiritual beliefs and such, like your uh, gender, which is different than your born sexual uh, sex, uh, all that stuff should never be a divide. We should be open and understanding and, you know, relate to each other as humans. We're all one species on this planet. Um, and I think it's crazy that we haven't come to that common ground yet. Wonderful. Well, thank you again for talking to us today. Like I said, we look forward to seeing you in Petaluma uh, on December the 12th. you have any final thoughts to share? Anybody that might be listening to this? Dirty jokes, possibly? <laughs> uh, everybody should do at least 20 pull-ups a day. If you can't do um, 10 push-ups, just work on it every day. Use an assist. Um, and, you know, do your sit-ups. Stay in shape. It'll help your mind. Metal, 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 metal,